This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, September 28, 2011. I'm Caleb Brown. The super committee tasked with reducing the federal deficit over a decade has had its job complicated by the president's newfound willingness to threaten a veto. Dan Mitchell, senior fellow at the Cato Institute, comments. You said before that it's possible the best we can expect from this super committee is that they do nothing, that they don't agree on anything, and that this sequester automatic spending cuts occurs. Has that changed now that the president has essentially drawn a line in the sand and said he will not he will not support anything, he will veto anything that does not include a tax increase of some amount on high income earners? There are three possible outcomes for the super committee process. Uh, first option is that they come up with some sort of a 1990-style budget deal where they have tax increases and, uh, at least under the Washington definition, spending cuts, meaning that spending doesn't grow as fast as they previously planned. That's one option. The second option is that they stalemate and that there's a sequester. And the third option is that they stalemate and then decide to just repeal the law so that they don't have the sequester. Obama's pledge that he will veto anything that doesn't have a big tax increase, especially if it's accompanied by uh, uh, if there are any changes to the Medicare program, that reduces the chances, I think, of some sort of 1990-style deal, which is good because a 1990-style deal would be bad news. So the question then becomes, will we get a sequester or will they just figure out some way to kick the can down the road and basically undo uh, the current law? If the baseline today is this upward moving trend line for federal spending and under sequester the trend line moves downward and the president seems to say that he's not go- he's not going to allow anything that would move it below that it, it seems easy to conclude uh, from the outside looking in that this is the again this is the best we could get this the sequester provision is in the law right now if the super committee doesn't do anything a sequester will happen the president to my understanding cannot stop it from happening so the uh, fiscal conservatives if they really are fiscal conservatives on capitol hill have it completely within their power to win this fight by simply making sure the super committee doesn't wind up pushing forward one of these phony Washington budget deals of higher taxes and make-believe spending cuts. What should the long-term plan be for uh, these giant programs? More than 80% of our long-run problem, especially when you're looking 10, 20 years and 30 years in the future, more than 80% of the problem is Medicare and Medicaid, the government health care programs. The uh, Paul Ryan budget that basically, this oversimplifies it, but block grants Medicaid and voucherizes Medicare, that's the only thing in the long run that can bring spending under control without further screwing up healthcare markets because the normal way that they quote unquote cut Medicare in Washington is they put on price controls, uh, which of course never work. We've had 40 centuries of experience that price controls don't work. Uh, Now, whether or not the, the sequester obviously doesn't deal with those long-term structural problems with the entitlement programs. Uh, But let's not forget that the super committee is only charged with coming up with $1.2 to $1.5 trillion of 
deficit reduction. And of course, that's based on the phony Washington math where you assume all this future spending is going to occur. Uh, what we're really talking about is instead of spending going up by, I don't know, maybe 6% a year, it'll go up by 5.3% a year. I'm just pulling those numbers out of the air, but that's really what we're talking about with the sequester. The programs that are affected it would take uh, more significant uh, uh, reductions in their growth because the sequester only applies to, I don't know, maybe uh, probably 50% of government spending. Now, the president. <clears throat> the president seems to have complicated matters by going around the country promoting a piece of legislation that costs money, and he wants to tack on to the, as you say, so-called deficit reduction that uh, the super committee is charged with doing. He wants to pay for his piece of legislation with just more of from the from the committee. Yeah, the, the president has a new stimulus scheme that he's calling the American Jobs Act that would add what another $450 billion of Keynesian uh, nonsense onto the federal budget uh, plate. And he says that in order to, quote, pay for it, unquote, he wants the super committee to have an equivalent increase in the amount of so-called savings that they're going to come up with. Most people don't think the president is really serious. They see this as the opening salvo of the 2012 campaign. We're certainly seeing that with all the class warfare rhetoric on the campaign trail. Uh, even the Democrats in the Senate uh, have said they're not in any rush to bring up, uh, which of course might mean they have no intention of ever bringing up uh, his so-called American Jobs Act uh, for a vote. So, so I don't think this really is going to have uh, much impact on the super committee's deliberations. Dan Mitchell is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute and co-author of Global Tax Revolution. Get your copy at Cato.org.